Welcome to Sisters Not Saints, the podcast where we offer real-life advice from the sisters you've always wanted. Featuring two real-life sisters, Kristen and Megan, and two real-life sisters-in-law, Hillary and Zoe. Sisters Not Saints You might think they're saints, but they Some of them are sisters Two of them have sisters But there's one thing that's for certain It's their sisters Hey guys, I'm Megan. I'm, I'm Hillary. Oh, oh shoot. It's the first I, time that's, that's ever happened. happened. I'm Zoe. <laughs> and Kristen and Hillary are also here. And we're tied. That is crazy though. In, in the 20 episodes we've recorded to this point that nobody has ever talked over one another while introing. We both felt very confident mm-hmm. in going second. I know. I was really like going for it this time. Yeah. I was going to grab that's... the mic. But anyway, I'm Kristen. I'm Hillary. I'm Megan. I'm Zoe. Welcome to season two. Season two. Season two. We're back. I can't believe it. Like it or not, we're back for another season. We went through the holidays and we had a lot of time to refresh, revamp. That's right. Redo everything. You'll notice we have new cover art. We've got same people. <laughs> Wait, we've but got what? Same people? Same people. The same. New cover art. Same oh. people. I thought you meant like we had a mental like reset over the break or something. Well, but no, too. we're still just as insane as uh, before. Say we're probably more insane. <laughs> but but we're yeah. rested, maybe. Yeah. But better content. Just wait. Season two yeah. is gonna be something else. I know. I learned about something um funny over break that I wanted to get y'all's opinion on at a holiday party. Hmm. Someone was actually talking to me about our podcast and they said, I know the funniest thing you should talk about. And I said, okay, give it to me. I love when people throw out suggestions Mm -hmm. because I want to hear what their idea of something funny is. Our parents do this sometimes and I'm like, that would never be podcast worthy. I've gotten one as well. Somebody (laughs) said we should talk about. Really? All right. So what'd you get, Megan? Okay. So she said that her teenage daughter, I believe she's 17. They all have an app on their phone where they track their pooping habits and they Mm. share photographs. No, they do not. (laughs) They share details. They share how often they're no, going. No, 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 no. They share photos of the bathroom they're going in. That's fun. They share. I know. I did think that. I, I like, was like that aspect of it. Yeah. Like if you go to a cool, fun, like hotel bathroom or something. But pictures of the actual poop. Why? Wait. Yeah. Why? I think I would unfriend someone for this. I don't know. Gen Z's just out there doing crazy things. I think that's I mean, what we discover every week is <clears throat> Gen Z is just crazy. When you first said it, I was thinking like, oh, this sounds like something more for boomers because mm-hmm. they're going to track their poop to like share with mm-hmm. their doctor. Not yeah. pictures. I was picturing like you're tracking how often you're going. Yeah. yeah people that are getting but colonoscopies and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Time of day. But as a no. social thing. And what's the reason behind it? Wait, is it an know. app or they're it's just tracking? No, oh, okay. there's a whole app for it. It's what is like it? Poopstagram? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, look, I, did, I did look it up and I did download it. But I did. How many people have you been sharing it with? <laughs> no, I deleted it from my... I almost invited you guys to oh it because I was like, let's do it for the podcast. <laughs> 
Is there public oh, pro flat? Pro no, balls? not that I like okay. was able to see. Maybe like you there could is. look at Jennifer Anderson's poop. What if they made a poop dating app and you could pick a partner based on their <gasps> poop? That'd be so disgusting. Oh, yeah. I don't understand. Are there this. doctors on the app to be like mm-hmm. you? No, it's strictly you need to like, change your diet. It's strictly social. Why do teen girls want to see other people's poop? I don't get it. I don't know. I think Gen Z is just way more comfortable sharing things about their bodies it's i mean but beyond a matter of comfort if they want to see poop i have diapers that can come change like let's make it where it's at least efficient and you're getting some work done out of it what's the point of just sharing it for sharing i think they're just i don't i don't know i would love to know i had a male friend in high school Mm -hmm. you guys (laughs) met him last night i won't say who it is but he (laughs) (laughs) that okay so now we know that process of elimination we know (laughs) He used to send photos of like his really interesting poops if they came out as like a snake or like to you. Oh my god, um, he made our pizza a, last a night. It was mostly to his guy friends, but uh, sometimes I would get in the mix of that, and oh it's my burned in my memory. He's okay. so ahead of his time. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. So you have done this, Zoe. Kind of. I didn't send photos back, but you've participated. Yeah. I guess wow. So. Wow. And you guys were committed to this because back then images cost money to send. Mm. Yeah. Mm. No, I don't think they cost money. That's no. always younger than us. But still, it was, was probably like a maybe a limit because it was like razor phones, right? Hmm. Well, and it was probably or like maybe it was free after AOL or something. or something. No, it was definitely like senior year. It was 2005. So phones. Mm, OK, I'm not sure. So weird. That's I get strange. the bathrooms. Zoe and I send pictures of cool bathrooms to each I other. I like cool bathrooms. Yeah. Like that could be fun. But that's all I need I don't to see. need to see your poop. No, so I feel like okay, I see so plenty. If, if Hillary one day sent you just a photograph of, yeah, I mean, if she needed me to look at something because she's worried about her health, I would do it, but I wouldn't. I'm not asking for pics. Like I don't need to that see would, them. That would be the only time yeah. I send you. If my she poop. was like, I'm, I think I have cancer, which I could honestly <laughs> see this happening. Yeah. Hillary could text us all one day and just say like Guys, something really. Yeah, please look at my. Poop. Am I dying? And we would all look and say, No, you're not dying. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean i don't need to see more of them uh, not for fun not for pleasure <laughs> all right well take that off my list yeah, yeah. wow well while i was on break i was busy reading up on all the articles of the world and like summarizing all the weird things people are doing and i found out you guys may have heard of this People are now having this little gumball-sized piece of fat removed from their cheeks right below their jawlines. It's called, I thought it was called buccal fat removal. It's spelled B-U-C-C-A-L, but it's actually pronounced buccal fat. And so it's like the size of a gumball. They go in and make an incision inside your cheeks and they remove that little like marble-sized piece of fat. So it kind of sucks in your cheeks and makes you look slimmer. But, and I guess the inspiration was Gigi and Bella Hadid. They of naturally kind of have that like sucked naturally. in chiseled look, they, you they, know? They naturally have it. Naturally. So now people are spending money to have it done. But what what everyone is warning about is that people are having it done in their 20s when you you have like a nice fresh face and everyone has like baby cheeks. And then when you're like in your 30s and 40s, you start losing it right here mm-hmm. and you become more hollow and gaunt. So they're like, wait, hold up, like little babies. Don't do this yet because you need that little piece of marble fat right there. You're going to hollow out and it's going to look 
Like you're just looking but can't they just inject, skeleton like. But can't they just inject something back in? They say yes, but it's never quite the same. So they kind of think about equating it to the structure of a house. If you take out a beam that supports the wrong part of like a living room, your living room collapses. Same thing here. It's like part of the structure of your face. Mm. And so now there's this like revenge of the chubby cheeked hotties. <laughs> it's like hotties with a T? No, hotties. Oh, hotties. <laughs> I thought you said totties too. Yeah. So they're trying to make a comeback. Like, wait a second. Like cherub cheeks are cute and in. And like, you don't need to get rid of that little piece of fat because you're perfect the way you are. Oh man. The things that. Yeah. Like trend the trend with plastic surgery is so wild. And I guess that's the other thing. Like they're saying, don't follow the trends because mm-hmm. what's in today is not going to be in tomorrow. Yeah. And so if you're chasing the trend and going under the knife for these things, then you're just going to end up constantly under the knife. Yeah. Well, it's true because next year that'll be out and you're going to want chubby cheeks because the next model has, <laughs> has cherub cheeks. Exactly. Yep. And I've seen pictures and I don't know that it always looks totally natural. I I'm haven't seen a, to look I haven't it seen up. a photo. Oh, I actually see. saw a video this morning hmm. of like 10 actresses there before and after. And it From was buckle fat. Yeah. Really? And I don't know who knows if these people actually had it, but it did have that like really like gaunt look. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that they had lost weight in their face. It was just right under your cheek. So, and it was showing the after, the before and after like immediately. And it went through all these actresses and I was like, Oh yeah. And the only one that's admitted to it is Chrissy Teigen. Mm. Oh, mm. she was, she was she one of them that was on it. this video. Okay. She, and she's confirmed. She said she had it done and she's really happy with it. Well, but she, she is old enough, I feel like, where she kind of knows the structure of her face mm-hmm. and she could take that risk. Well, and she does have a very round, chubby cheek face. Yeah. Which, Such a beautiful face. I was going to yeah. say, but I don't I mean, think there's anything wrong with it. But I mean, I could see where she would look at herself and be like, because her face is a lot more round than a lot of people's. Yeah, but I feel like that holds up so much better to aging. I don't know. I just well, would it worry. Does, but it does make you look younger. Like, and a lot of people don't want that. One thing they say mm. is that weight loss has no impact on this whatsoever. Mm. So no matter how much weight you lose, like the structure of your face is just the structure of your face. Mm. So you some people just don't like it. You wouldn't think that removing a marble sized piece of fat would make that big of a difference. I know. If you see the pictures, though, it really is I'm, noticeable. I'm look now. I hope mm. we're not encouraging people. I know. Just if I mean, you're do young, what you want. But yeah. Do but what you want. Don't. Do what makes you happy. But if you're young, you know, just consider that in your 30s and 40s, you're going to start hollowing out. And yeah. But also, do we now sound like boomers that are like, no, don't go get Botox. Yeah, you this is how they talked about yeah, Botox. You can't inject is botulism mm-hmm. into your face. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I think do what makes you feel happy, but just consider that, you know, we're all now in our 30s and approaching 40 and your face does thin out a little bit. That's true. My grandma who has had a full facelift when I said I got Botox was like, no, don't ever get that again. Mm-hmm. It's going to kill you. It's going to poison you. Yeah. And you're going to die. And I'm like, you had <laughs> knives slice yeah. up your face. Yeah. Botox really does scare the older generation. Yeah, no, no judgment. Just, you know, consider I mean, it is poison being put in our faces. I mean, I do it, but I can see <laughs> what's great about it. People. Yeah, I get At it. At least with Botox, it is temporary. It is temporary. And also, I feel like they've been doing it so long now. We know 
It's safe. It's okay. Guys, I don't know. Actually, this makes me think of something else. I just saw an article in all my reading during the break (laughs) where a woman had facial fillers put in and she hadn't had it done in four years, but she had to go have an MRI done. And all of those fillers were still all in her face like this. They did a measurement and it was basically like four years worth of filler still in her face. But that's filler, not Botox. It is filler. You have to go in with hyaluronic acid and dissolve it. True. But I think she... They were Does all surprised it? that it was still yeah. so prominent because I, I think it's know, supposed to though. wear off. Oh, because your your body can metabolize break it. some of yeah. it down. Yeah, but like, some I people guess, doesn't. Yeah, I guess some people they don't break it down. I mean, I guess that's the dream. Oh, lucky them, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to every but six then months. Then it can go. start moving, and that's yeah. when you get the weird lips and things yeah, it can migrate yeah. around. Yeah. Oh God! So I don't the know what the takeaway do to try to look up to date with these trends. I know I went this week and I had to get my lashes tinted because I have like stark blonde lashes and my eyes are also so sensitive so every time I get this done like I leave with like bloodshot eyes and my eyes just dripping I'm like why do I do this wait why do you do this for those that don't know Megan had eye surgery recently and she's had a lot of problems maybe it's the things you're done doing to your eyebrows no. and your eyelashes yeah i've had my lashes tinted a couple times and it is quite mm-hmm. i mean it just, like, it just stings well and i assume you get um tinted and lifted sometimes i do um i i get them lifted i haven't been lately though okay because i was gonna say that's really strong it's like yeah. firming your eyelashes yeah yeah because of all the eye issues i'm having i have to put drops in a lot and it's like messing up my lashes so i haven't been getting them lifted hmm. so just trying to be responsible okay so i saw something on the internet a couple weeks ago how'd you spend your break what'd you find (laughs) on the internet what'd you go on the internet and find um and it's made me really nervous since Mm. only because i don't want to be nervous no 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 not in a bad way okay but like people who say that they don't wash their they wash their hair once a week like Mm. and i tried that and i wasn't i didn't shower for a week because i didn't understand that 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 y'all were all putting shower caps on no you don't put a shower cap no, on? No, I just put my hair up. Sometimes I do, but I usually, yeah, I, I put it up with a headband. Okay, hand. well, I've only tried it a couple times and it didn't work and I didn't understand how people were only getting their hair blown out once a week. This is a funny story about yeah. Zoe. Anyway. I laugh about it sometimes. <laughs> anyway. You just stop showering. <laughs> okay, just some, people's, some people didn't learn hygiene the right way, which is what this video Are said. You I don't know. <laughs> okay, Poor okay Zoe, so... This video was a man and he said, here's some hygiene chips, tips. And this was just for people who didn't learn hygiene. And one of them was use a new washcloth every day. I don't think that's necessary. Okay, great. Well, I was raised to use a new washcloth every day. How do you have and that many washcloths? How do you have you're clean when you get out of the shower? Why do you need a new towel? Can I? Well, my mom was always like, "You're drying off your private areas, and then it's dirty, and your hair, and it's really wet." And my mom always, my mom was like Monica from Friends, okay. mm-hmm. and everything was very clean. We did laundry all the time. But I'll say, as an adult with children who does laundry all the time, we do not wash our towels after one use. No, we, we don't let either. them dry. Mm-hmm. Washcloths. I usually use once because often I have on makeup and it gets all over. But sometimes I'll hang them and use it the next day. Okay. Well, I'm about to say something even maybe more controversial. I don't use a washcloth. Yeah, I was going to say this is why it's not necessary for me because I don't use washcloths in the shower. Do you use your hands? I use my hands. I use my hands. Sometimes I use a sponge. Sometimes I use the exfoliator. Or a shower head. 
But how, he needs like a little bit of extra like how do you wash somewhere. off your makeup without a washcloth? Well, for makeup I do need a washcloth. Yeah, no. I wash I don't I just I just wash my I face just and put it under I the water. Put, like, I just put like cleanser on my washcloth yeah. not for my but face. How do you okay? I've I've seen lots of people do this and I never understand. Okay, you lather soap yeah. on your yes. face. How do you rinse it off? Just without like a wash, you, like you know your Gina commercials, like but wait, then doesn't it get you like put your all face over your in the shower hair? I uh, know I'm saying oh, like if you don't shower, you can't get your hair wet. Yeah, I'm not getting my hair wet. You put See? a headband. Sometimes I wash my face at night, but I don't shower because I'm gonna get up and run in the morning and then shower or something. So I'm well, literally just washing my face. My hair's bed. in like a high bun, and I just like put it in the shower stream. Like I just go like mm-hmm. no, but I'm not in the shower. Well, no, I do this that is too. In the shower. This is so your body washcloth in the shower. But also, I feel like a wash cloth i like to scrub my face mm, i don't do that i don't either Mine's my so face sensitive. is too sensitive it would break out if i did that even if like you have a breakout like on your chin mm-hmm. you don't want to like well mine's so dry you should not be and sensitive it would make it worse you should not be if you have a breakout you should not be scrubbing it i'm with not, not like rough i'm not like exfoliating but like you know just to like make sure you're washing off all the makeup no i think your product should be doing that yeah well and also they they say you should be double cleansing now which I have started doing. I mean, I oh, think I, I use enough that. product that it's it's <laughs> and clean. products too well, expensive to double cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're supposed to use a like like a oil based cleanser first, and then a water based cleanser. I don't do all of that. I just wash, rinse, and I have a headband that keeps my mm-hmm. hair from getting wet. My mm-hmm. hair's up, and then I take it down, pat my face dry, put on my products. And I did just invest it. in spa headbands, and it's been yeah, that does. It's help. been really nice. I also depending on how dirty <laughs> i am because sometimes when i shower i don't use a washcloth but sometimes mm-hmm. like i run mm-hmm. i'm really sweaty i feel like if i just wash with mm-hmm. my hand i don't know i want to like scrub my body more yeah. i want to have a washcloth i don't know washcloths gross me out so I, i've never used one in the shower hmm. what did your research say zoe are we just gross <laughs> well this man on the internet said that you should be using a new washcloth every day I guess I do. If I was someone that was going to use a washcloth, I would use a Me new too. one every day. Yeah, I wouldn't want to wash. I would feel like I was putting something dirty in but, intimate areas. So I guess I'll say this also. I am very weird about towels. I travel with my own towels. What? She my, sometimes travels with sheets. Oh, no, I don't do sheets. I don't do sheets. I thought it was no. sheets and no, towels. No towels. Everywhere? Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. I know everybody thinks it's weird. It's very weird. And it's so much extra to look pack. at her two suitcases. I bet what which one of those is for towels? Uh, my towels are in the small one. <laughs> is it just towels in there? No. So for you would pack enough towels for a week yeah. and then you travel back with dirty towels? Sometimes I just throw them away. <laughs> oh my god, Megan. What if Megan? You had- oh my god, you're terrible. Right. And what if you had three kids like me? Do you know how many towels you would have to pack? Or, well, my towels my kids would have to Use the hotel. Use the hotel dirty towels. towels yeah. But, yeah. So because you're worried hotel towels are dirty? The fear I agree. Hotel mm-hmm. towels are gross and mm-hmm. there's always a hair on it. Yes. The I've f- never had this. Me either. They're always fine. They're for definitely me. really clean. You know they bleach those hardcore and like But a even big- so, I don't want whatever chemicals they use on their towels to get all of the nasty hotel transient. But you sleep people in the germs. Bed. It's just different. I don't know. Just imagining what the worst thing someone could do with a towel and then I take that towel and dry my face with it. I mean, the I worst can't. thing is they wipe their crotch and then it's well, washed. That's not true. There's definitely worse things. <laughs> there's like the towel. What's the there's worst? Just Think about what a boy might do with a towel. It's just, but I mean, it's the same idea, right? Like no. same part of the body. 
different part of different crotch <laughs> it's just it's and maybe that's uh, also i have ocd so it's probably just mental illness but it's just gross yeah. to me having I mean, to you think describing this it is grossing me mm-hmm. out but i don't know i just don't I have a we whole all system. have our own issues, so yeah. I get it. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Germs aren't one of my issues. It's not yeah. one of mine either. This doesn't gross me out. Well, that's what's weird, though, is that germs aren't really the issue. It's, I don't know, just imagining someone doing something gross with a towel and then that towel is drying my face. It's just, wait, aren't you going to stay at your mom's house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You won't use the towels at your mom's house? No. No. Is she offended? No, I don't think so. She probably thinks, yay, less work for me. Less laundry. Yeah, maybe. I feel like my mom would be offended if I was like, no, I'm not I'm using like, your dirty towels. <laughs> no. No, I Everyone don't. accepts Megan yeah. for how weird she is. Yeah. And like, so when I was staying at her house, like a lot, I, was, I would go down like once a month and I had like a, just like towels I would keep there that are my towels. Hmm. But you don't now. She has a locker. I don't now because... I know that my mom gets into my my stuff when I'm not there. And so now those towels are tainted. Mm. So now I have to bring my own towels every time. My goodness. You are a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. She is. Mm-hmm. So that's just. What else did this man tell us we should be doing with our bodies? I uh, didn't love to tell us. After the washcloth, I just panicked and turned him off and was like, <laughs> it was too much. It's too I much. still haven't figured out if using my washcloth for like a week at a time is bad well i did see a video similar to this where it was a black man telling basically the world on tiktok that it's a white thing that white people don't use washcloths and they don't Mm. understand why and so they're like what is wrong with you guys like why don't you use washcloths and i thought it's true i don't but they do i do i don't think i did growing up but i just i like a washcloth now Mm -hmm. so okay so if you're not getting a new one every day where is your washcloth stored it's hanging in the shower to dry and it's dry (sighs) by the next day okay this is so if i had a mental illness this is where mine would come in wet stuff (laughs) drying and then reusing it i imagine mold bacteria like all those things growing that's probably why i had a mental illness that would be hers no 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 (laughs) (laughs) it's confirmed i I do but to invest in more washcloths yeah i will say though that when i lived when i was in memphis my roommate also was using her washcloth multiple no and we separated them actually one time we somehow we switched and so then we both just didn't use the washcloth <laughs> or our towels because we got our rights and lefts confused one day and we just didn't know what to do so then we both got new ones and then we never touched the old ones again and just towels were building up why didn't but, you just wash them we just because every morning it was like oh i don't know which towel to grab and it just was like became a thing for a couple oh my of years gosh. when i was there i could never share a shower with somebody where we you're both reusing washcloths and I'm just trusting that they've never accidentally used mine. Well, and I mean, trusting we, that they know their rights and lefts. Well, yeah. we talked about it the first time, but then when I came back, and then it, that's when it got confusing. But um, I'm going to invest in more washcloths, I think. But also, where do you stand on like a loofah? Ooh. I used to use loofah. That's what I used mm-hmm. when I was younger. Um, but I've read that that actually I know. has way more bacteria. Mm-hmm. So no, loofahs are bad. Yeah, loofahs are bad. I don't like the way they feel when you I wash I don't either. I'm mm. not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. What about, did y'all watch... Um, how I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. In the episode where they find out everyone's been using the same toothbrush. <laughs> no, but for yeah, like years. That. And no one. That's Megan's worst nightmare. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. happened to me and Peter before. <laughs> that's hilarious. Tri- we both had a travel toothbrush and it turned out we had the same travel toothbrush. That's and we really just funny. both been using. Yeah. I, so when Kristen and I both go down and visit our mom and stay at her house, Kristen with her whole 
family of five and then me, we all share one bathroom there. And I don't know if you've ever noticed, but like I don't leave anything in the bathroom. Like I go into the bathroom, I get ready and I all of my stuff goes back into my bedroom with me. I don't leave my toothbrush in there. I don't leave anything. I don't know in if there. you've noticed, but sometimes I open the door and I have to grab stuff yes, from the bags. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like a hair tie like or something. Yeah. <laughs> Never a toothbrush, but I find your stuff. Yeah. No, I know. I just don't want like James or one of the boys to accidentally grab my toothbrush and <laughs> use it. <laughs> he wouldn't. I like but you know what I'm bad about in traveling is I never have enough de- deodorant somehow. Mm. And so I always on trips end up having to borrow it from James or my little sister. And I'm like, hey, somehow it happened again. I didn't I either didn't pack it or I'm out. And so I have to like wear James's or my little sister's. And luckily, neither of them care that I never borrow yours. I've had the exact same problem so many times. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about that. I forget to pack my deodorant. Yeah, I, I never time it right ever. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't usually tell him. And at some point during the day, he's like, why do you smell like me? <laughs> yeah, that's happened to us before, too. <laughs> like, what's that smell? Yeah. What I've started doing, I just keep like a bag of toiletries packed all the time. I do, too. Mm-hmm. But some things I don't have two mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. which yeah. is why I would forget my deodorant. And you never know you need deodorant until you're almost out. Like, it's mm-hmm. like you're pushing up that last little rung and you're like, oh, my God, I'm almost out. Mm-hmm. No, I just, that doesn't happen to me. No. Because, because whenever I take my backup one, I buy another one interesting okay. so we, we did nothing be megan we did <laughs> that is true we did nothing productive over the break it sounds like we just did more of what we always do which is observing people and you're welcome you're welcome okay should we move on to questions yeah i think we should my niece's teacher is making her life hell do the sisters have any tips on how to handle My niece is seven years old and used to love school, but her teacher this year seems to hate being a teacher and has made her hate school to the point that she cries every morning. It's also worth mentioning that my sister knows at least half the parents in her class and most of the parents she's spoken to have had similar negative experiences. She's told my niece her handwriting is trash, told her to stop playing sports, and she screamed at her multiple times to the point that the other kids have gone home and told their parents what happened. All of the kids are scared of her. My sister has been documenting everything and has brought this up to the teacher and principal multiple times and nothing has changed. I told my sister she needs to keep documenting and pushing for a better response, but I'm not sure how else to help. Well, what do you well, know? Do you know? <laughs> I we do have a teacher a here. Teacher. Um, that is so sad. Mm. That breaks my heart for that little girl that she's crying yeah. every day before school. It's kind of hard to answer because it's very much kind of what the sister's already saying that she needs to be documenting and pushing mm-hmm. more. She said she already went to the principal, right? That's what she said. That's yeah. very odd to me that she would go to the principal and nothing would have changed. Yeah. But I guess my next step would be to have other parents like combine forces. If this is happening with multiple children in yeah. the class to go in and kind of all like band together, there's power in numbers. Yeah. And just to have a conversation with maybe the principal and the teacher and figure out why is this being said and also what's appropriate, like telling a child they're, what's well, she said, a seven-year-old, seven yeah. your handwriting's trash. Right. And that you shouldn't be playing sports. It's yeah. just, that's bizarre. It, yeah. I mean, I think there is a situation at our children's school where there's a teacher similar to this, where there is feedback really? about this teacher. Oh, yeah. You know, in sec, I don't want to say. Oh, yes, yes, last yes, year. yes. Mm-hmm. There is a teacher that all the parents had an issue with. It sounds similar to this, where the mm-hmm. kids were having anxiety, stomach problems, because this teacher was just so 
hard to similar things. A lot of the stories were the same. And a lot of the parents, I think, just came forward and complained to the principal after talking to the teacher. And I don't know. I think there's, like you said, strength in numbers. But I also think I would talk to the child a little bit about it, too, and just make sure you explain to the child that it's a bad teacher and a bad year. Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do with you as a person or like your handwriting's not trash you're seven you're still learning even if you're not getting the right messaging at school you can still model the right messaging at home you had a really mean teacher when you were at what in fourth grade i had two really bad teachers third and fourth grade were miserable for me and one of them actually picked on me and (laughs) i had a teacher that picked on me. really it was so weird she accused me of all kinds of things that i never i was like a model student like i was i never got in trouble i sat with like my hands crossed my feet crossed like Everyone always said, like, Kristen is an easy kid to have in the classroom. I did all my homework. I took it seriously. So then I got to fourth grade and I had this teacher that was accusing me of all these things that I would never do, like cheating, not me cheating, me giving answers to someone else, which I'm like, I would never do that. I worked so hard on this. I would never help some bum who didn't do their work, (laughs) like pass a test. That is absolutely not something I would do. Um, she accused me of running to the fence and yelling racist remarks at a man walking past our school. I was so shy. I could barely talk to kids my age. There's no way I was running to a fence and yelling racist comments at a f- in fourth grade. Anyway, she made my year miserable and it was hard to get through. But one thing my mom did that helped is she gave me a locket and it had a picture of my family in it. And I put it in my pocket and she said, anytime you're having a tough time at school, If you're just having a moment where things are really hard and you're feeling down, just like reach in your pocket, pick up your locket and remember that like you have a family you're coming home to. It's going to be fine. It's temporary. And this doesn't really matter. And it actually it sounds silly, but it did help me when I was in third and fourth grade and feeling alone. I love that. That's really sweet. That's a good idea. Yeah. I've had to do it with one of my kids and it helped him too. Yeah. I think also if it's to a point where it's really like your child's crying every day, you could ask about switching classes. I would talk to your child about it also because they may might be embarrassing for them. But when I taught first grade, there was a student who really butted heads with another first grade teacher. And halfway through the year, they moved that child into my class to have them kind of be separated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes and it a worked teacher, out better for everybody. But combo may not be right. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that's something you really should check with your child first that they're wanting and willing to do that. The final thing I'll say is that it's not always bad to have one difficult year because you do learn so much about yourself. Like it's a character building experience. It kind of sucks to go through it. But in a way, you kind of need a bad teacher. Kind of dealing with a difficult boss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It teaches you how to deal with people out in the world you're going to encounter and how to just get through it. All right. Who wants to read question two? I can read it. All right. Let me pull it up. Sisters, I'm struggling. I'll try to keep this short, but my relationship is struggling and I genuinely cannot tell if I'm overreacting or if my significant other is just gaslighting. We have a wonderful life, a flourishing business, a beautiful son, but he drinks. Not a ton, but just enough to irritate the absolute dog shit out of me. For example, he took three shots before we left today for Christmas at the in-laws, then stopped at a gas station to get two tall beers before we arrived. He does this often, not just because it's a holiday. He wasn't drunk, he wasn't inappropriate, and I drove us all home. He drinks a stiff liquor drink or two, four or five nights of the week after we put our son to bed. 
Typically, after two or three drinks, his speech begins to slur. Every couple weeks, he's slurry, not every night. I've told him countless times how it bugs me, how it makes me less attracted to him, and he says he'll make changes only because it bothers me, but that he doesn't think he's doing anything wrong. He'll tone it down for a week, then back to his regular consumption. I don't know. Writing this out almost sounds stupid. I don't want to be single. I love my family. Is it asking someone too much to just stop drinking? Is this functioning alcoholism or am I overreacting? I feel like a lot of people are in this situation right now. It made me really sad just now reading that because it does seem like gaslighting. The Mm -hmm. fact that she's like, oh, I feel so stupid even saying this. None of that was stupid. It's all pretty serious. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, and I think your feelings are valid. Whatever your feelings are about it are valid. And even if he's not an alcoholic or doesn't have a problem, you're still allowed to be uncomfortable by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And addict behavior can take so many different forms. Not to say that this, I don't know well enough to know if this is like alcoholism. We don't know. We don't see it. But addict behavior can be anything from scrolling on your phone and disassociating for long enough. It can be anything that you're doing that is making you more comfortable in a situation like that allows you to zone out of something and you're not coping. I think that is addict behavior. And so if that's what's happening, if you're home and he's checked out and drinking and you don't feel like you have a good relationship, to me, that does feel like he's checking out and coping with alcohol. So it does feel problematic to me. And if it's bothering you, I think... Yes, he should be concerned about that. If you're saying you're not attracted to him because of this and it doesn't bother him and he's not wanting to repair it, like that would be concerning to me in a relationship. So I think I would talk to him a little bit more about how you're feeling and maybe set up like a first meeting with a couples counselor so you guys can work through it with a neutral party. Well, and my natural instinct is that if you talk to your husband and say like, hey, you're drinking maybe more than you have in the past and it's kind of making me uncomfortable if he's defensive about it then there's an issue because if someone came to me right now and was like hey megan i've noticed you know post pandemic you're really like getting liquored up a lot i'd be like oh wow i just how did you thought about it that way i mean i can back off no big deal like thanks for bringing it to my attention but if you're like he's upset and defensive about it then he may need to look inward about why he's so upset about the idea but what if he doesn't want to like what if he is what if she has the conversation Mm -hmm. she says i want to pursue couples counseling and he's not willing he's he just continues on gaslighting a week will go by where it's better and then he does the same thing which is most likely the situation Mm -hmm. that's what it i know people who are in situations like this Mm -hmm. and it does seem like it's her saying something he's not going to change what is the answer how do you handle that you can only be in a relationship if you're both committed. I mean, if you're both working and keeping your side of the street clean, that's the only way that you're going to have a healthy relationship. So if someone brings something to you in a relationship and you're like, I'm going to ignore what you said and I'm not going to work on my side of the street, you're not, your relationship's going to crumble. So I think if you're telling him I need this work to happen and he's not doing the work, I, I don't know. I just feel like you can prolong it. You can patch it. But ultimately, like your foundation is crumbling. I do feel like a really serious conversation is needed with serious boundaries. To me, it was such a red flag that he's drinking before going to the family event Mm -hmm. and stopping to get more. It's not like he was just drinking at the family Mm -hmm. event with people. It's alone and beforehand. Obviously, he was like trying to. That's how he was coping with his anxiety about Mm -hmm. going to this event. That's big red flag. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Good luck. I, these situations are hard, but 
I think getting someone on your on your team and recognizing that your feelings are okay to feel and voice is the first step. And maybe going into it knowing he's going to be defensive. Yeah. Just be prepared. Mm-hmm. All right. Last question. I have a friend that I enjoy spending time with when our girls have play dates. We have daughters the same age. They are six. The problem is that my daughter has recently started saying she doesn't want to play with my friend's daughter. She tells me she is bossy to her when no one is around. I would miss spending time with this friend. Do I just stop making play dates or talk to my friend about it? Her daughter is an only child and from experience, her mom can't or won't acknowledge any negative behavior from her daughter that may need attention. How would the sisters handle this? All right, Hillary, is it just you and me that feel like we can mm. answer this one? Or do you guys have any like experience from childhood? Well, I, yeah, I think just as being the child. Like, did this girl, ever happen to you as of kids? Of course. Your parents bring friends mm-hmm. over and you have to hang out with them. It's fine. Yeah. You spend two hours and you don't have to be their friend. You're, they're not in your school. But like, right. That didn't affect my life in any way that I had to hang out with people I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Obviously, but, unless this girl's like really mean and yeah like attacking her or yeah. it's something like our families that are super close and spend a lot of time together well we would and talk then, about it though yeah i think it depends i guess on your relationship and i guess i would worry if it's someone you enjoy spending time with but you don't feel comfortable enough saying like i think our kids are having a little problem let's help them figure it out let's resolve it any good friend would be like yes like i'm gonna sit down with you and we're gonna resolve it like they're kids they're gonna mess up they're gonna do dumb things and say dumb things and make mistakes but we're gonna help them but also sometimes kids just don't get along. Yeah. But say, what say, if it's a situation yeah. where they just don't like each yeah, other? It's like the kids are being respectful and you know, like, yeah, maybe one girl's bossy and one girl's annoyed by it, but they just don't like each other. Then maybe you're just friends with the mom. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I think in some situations it's okay. Like if you're seeing this other mom friend once every other month mm-hmm. and then telling your child, like, I know it's just a couple hours. I know you're not best friends, mm-hmm. but it's fine. Like that. It's kind of similar to like the bad teacher situation. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you're going to have to be with people you don't like mm-hmm. necessarily. Yeah. You don't have to be best friends with them. However, if it's someone you're seeing like once a week, mm-hmm. then uh, yeah, I think you might have to change it where you're like, let's go get drinks and leave the kids at home yeah. or let's go to dinner or something where you're not always including your kids to give your child a break and you're not forcing them to yeah. see this person they don't get along with. Yeah. If it's making them miserable, you can't do it weekly. Yeah. You just have to make a friendship that's just you and the mom. These situations can be tricky, but you can get through it. If you really, if the friendship's important to you, just, just move forward. Yeah, I mean, what would we do if I was like, by the way, Luna, my daughter. <laughs> she hates your kids. She hates one of your little boys. <laughs> you can't hang out with them anymore. It we would ruin things for us. Yeah, but yeah. we would work through it. We would either figure it out or just say like, okay, they need more space for me. You guys have to be friends. Get over it. (laughs) Just get over it. Right. Yeah. You're stuck with each other. We have already told each other that they cannot date unless they come to us and say that they're going to get married. Yeah. That's the rule. (laughs) No dating unless you're going to get married. Yeah. It's too tricky. Too complicated. Uh, You have to like pass a panel. All of us will interview you and see how serious you are about each other. (laughs) Kind of like an arranged marriage that we all (laughs) we all have to sign off on it. Yeah. I um, have friends that that happened really with and the moms weren't friends for like 10 years Mm -hmm. after. I I know that's because they dated and broke up. It wasn't that clean and cut. It was ugly. It was there was a situation between a boy and a girl. And yeah, oh, that's such the, a fear of mine. So the mom, the one of the moms talked to the other mom and it just ruined the But see, I think you can get through it if you approve of the other, of the way the other mom handles it. You know what I mean? Like if you're, that was the issue yeah. is that 
both mothers were believing their own child Mm -hmm. and that they could do no wrong. Well, and I think like should Luna and Henrik ever decide to date, I think you have to just lay ground rules and say like, listen, I understand you want to date. Sure. But should this go awry, we're going to end this respectfully. This at the end of the day, this is still one of your best friends. But you know, well, I we think, have no control over how they end it and what oh, happens, we do. especially when they're teenagers. <laughs> I think you that's the talk them you to hang out again. Yeah, <laughs> that's the talk you have with your kids, regardless. You just yeah. can't always control if they're going to do it or not. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, you hope that's how it goes, well, but so you're not going to ruin this for all of us just because you'll have raging <laughs> hormones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are you and oh. like Zoe and Megan? What are you going to do when Kristen and I have a falling out over our kids? Write and- it out. They'll, they'll come back together <laughs> or do we just replace them on the podcast oh even better mm-hmm. well just yeah. megan would you tell Kristen that <laughs> I Zoe, tell your sister-in-law <laughs> and your niece <laughs> yeah they, no. they, they just can't date no Fine, but i mean no. also i will tell you i'm not the kind of parent that always thinks my kid is right i just know they're gonna mess up and i'm committed to helping them work through it that's all i can offer and i hope your friend is the same way yeah i don't know but good luck some people are not like that some people do always think like my kid is a golden child and would never mess up and would never say that i have no such illusions and yeah those are the best kinds of friends to have <laughs> like your friends have to know that kids mess up yeah and it's hard if you're with a friend whose kid is being bratty and rude in front and they're doing nothing about it mm-hmm. not yeah. disciplining that does make it challenging it makes yeah. it more stressful yeah Mm-hmm. it actually is another reason why you should hang out without the kids mm-hmm. yeah yeah take that stress away yeah you should have time without the kids mm-hmm. yeah all yeah. right guys does this make you guys want to have kids no <laughs> sure doesn't because <laughs> your friendships sound much easier <laughs> nah, i wouldn't say that no okay <laughs> great questions this week guys season two episode one in the books here we go. We did it. Please submit all future questions to sistersnotsaints.com. It is anonymous. Um, follow us on Instagram at sistersnotsaintspodcast. Also on TikTok. What else? Review Send- us. Rate and review. Rate Five and stars. Review. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.